Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hello. Hey man, how's it going? Pretty good. That makes me happy. I, I'm glad to hear that you are doing well. Uh, before we started recording, you were fighting this boss in the game you're going to be talking about later, and it did not sound like you were doing so good. No, it was a it was a rough stretch, but I came <laughs> through at the end, and I was very excited. Yeah, yeah, it it seemed like it, but uh, it just it seemed like it was getting dire there for a second. So, um, I'm glad you you're you came through so that you're in a good mood to record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have it would have sucked had I uh not gotten through it and just had to put the controller down. Yeah, that the momentum is a. Uh, I mean, I know a lot of people talk about it, but that uh, in sports and everything. But even in video games, if you I always feel like I have to hit a positive stopping point. Um, it's kind of that thing that like drives us to do like one more thing of Apex. Like we need a good one yeah. before we go to bed. Or like one more, and then we have a terrible round, and then well, one more, <laughs> one more good one. Yeah, yeah. We we don't want to leave a sour taste in our mouth. Yeah. So I I can see how maybe man with a game like that, but. Let's let's talk about what we played this week because I actually um I played two things. Both of them older games. Uh one of them completely new to me, the other one not. Um and I I played Captain Toads this week like I've been promising I was going to do. And holy crap have I blown through some most of that game. Um <laughs> I it's a it's a puzzle game kind of with the like you move Toad around with the left stick and you move the camera around the level with the right stick. And they're these self-contained like square levels. And it's it's very uh, unique puzzle game because Toad can't jump, which is very strange. Hmm. But he can fall onto things and uh, you have to really get new perspectives by moving the camera around. And each map has like uh, three diamonds that you find as well as the main star. And it usually has an extra challenge. And so me being the completionist I am, it is taking me a little longer because I beat the level once. Because they don't tell you the secret objective right out the gate. So I beat the level once and then I go back and see the secret objective. And then I do it. So I'm doing each level twice as I'm playing through. And it's it's still very fun. There's three books in the main story, and I finished the first two. And the jump in difficulty, interestingly enough, from the first book to the second book was um, not, like, steep, but they don't... They definitely introduce a lot of new mechanics, that they don't really explain and they kind of just expect you to figure them out because they're like it's like motion puzzles and everything like with platforms moving certain ways and certain enemies that you don't even really experience in mario games so they're they're new and it's it's pretty fun i i'm having a really good time with it uh i forgot that it was only forty dollars and so this game is definitely worth $40. I 
with as much as I've played it, I've enjoyed it more than some of the games I have spent $60 on um, lately. And it's it's been great. I I honestly, I sent you a text. I, I don't know if you saw it, but it it's really made me fall in love with Toad as a character. And I, I fully see why there are people out there that would want Captain Toad to be in Smash. Because he's such a unique little happy character that has to go through so many trials and tribulations that I've seen him go through. All this rigorous terrain to get treasure and save Toadette. And it's It would be a little hard, though, to have a character in Smash who can't jump. <laughs> who doesn't jump yeah that's the that would be the the crux of the issue there i mean they'd have to find a way they don't you and that's one of the things i do like about the game is there it is no real other mechanic besides moving around there's no jump there's no hit there's no anything like that like you're you're moving and you have to smartly get around stuff. Like there's power-ups like the little, uh, there's a pickaxe which acts as basically the hammer from original Mario and you can like pickaxe through stuff. But there's no real um, like actions in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's a, it's a fun game. I've had a lot of fun with it and it's, it's good and it's getting more challenging because this third book is getting interesting and then I'm excited to get to the bonus levels after this which are going to be even harder I imagine so the the other game Seth that I played is one that I I kind of impulse bought the other day and I I think I joked about buying it last week and I, I wasn't, I really was not going to do it. I joked about buying Final Fantasy VII last week. And I told myself, you know, I might actually just hold off. And nope, I, I bought it when I got home yesterday. <laughs> and I've played through the first hour and a half of it. And it is really fun to play that game on the go on a... A bigger screen because I bought it. I bought it out when it came out on the Vita forever ago, mm-hmm. and it was not enjoyable to play on the Vita because the screen was too small and it forced the square aspect ratio on the the Vita. Right, and it, it does the same thing on the Switch, but the Switch's screen is bigger, and so it it definitely is a little more presentable and playable. The the one thing that is jarring if you've ever played Final Fantasy VII is it has these like painted like re it goes for like realistic looking backgrounds yeah they're and you control yeah you it's pre rendered background and you control a character that's overlaid on that and this is the so instead of like Final Fantasy IX which is a port of the mobile game that they released. Final Fantasy VII is a port of the PC game that they released. So, like, all the character models are smoothed out and better looking. But they really... <laughs> they really stand out from the um, from the background. And so it's kind of amusing to play it and see these characters just look completely out of place. But... 
I'm excited to play it some more. I will probably play it on and off to completion. It has the stuff from the PC game, by the way, if you were wondering, where it, you can like speed it up so it'll like combat and everything will go a little faster so that you can get through some of the random encounters. Um, real quality of life stuff they added so that you could enjoy this game. You can even turn off battles, I think. That was one of the options I saw when you... Like, it, it gives you a list of things you can do right when you boot the game up. And so that's interesting. I, I don't know how much I'll mess with that until, like, later on in the game, of course. But that is what I've played this week. I didn't get into Devil May Cry like I thought I would. But that's because I got completely enamored by Captain Toad. And I, I didn't expect to, but it just it captured my imagination and heart because of how happy he was. So what did you play, Seth? I um, have been playing the, the new title, the recent released uh, new title from, from From Software, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. The... Uh, ninja action stealth rpg in which uh you die over and over <laughs> yeah and over you just continue dying um it's actually interesting that um the way death is approached in this game um because like all a lot of the main characters the people who have been antagonists in the game that I've encountered they're really obsessed over kind of immortality and you are this character who has it but um it's weird cuz there are people who don't have it who want it and you are a character who has it and is kind of like trapped in the cycle of never being able to die and there are these other characters you meet who are in the in the same um in in the same vein, um, and it's so it's interesting the way the the game kind of has what has death as its kind of um, core, not core story, but it's it's a big part, uh, it's a big theme in the game while also being uh, the I has I, I don't want to say it's the main game mechanic, but it is probably the the thing that I do most in the game is die. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, and and I guess kill people also, but I, I I swear I probably died more times than I killed people. Um, there's actually this one funny part uh, where after I think it's after like the first major boss you fight that you you're talking to this one, this character who um, is the reason you have this kind of immor immortality, and he asks you, uh, uh, "How many times have you died for me? Two, three? And I was like, oh, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> you have no idea." It's literally in the thousands. Um, so yeah, uh, but the game itself. Um, so the game is a, it is a, a sort of, if you've played the previous FromSoft games like Dark Souls and Bloodborne, it, it has, it's a similar type of game. Um, it's an action RPG where you face off against uh, overwhelming foes uh, and you basically, um, kind of have to memorize how, how all things were it, it's sort of a puzzle game in that in that way because you have to sort of have to memorize what people do and how you can um 
how you can react to them without dying because no matter where you are in the game um how powered up you become any basically anything can kill you if you if you take too cavalier an approach to fighting stuff um right uh but it's interesting the way this has kind of iterated on previous uh fromsoft games because um this is the first game with like real stealth um this is the first fromsoft game with a dedicated jump button uh and it has a grappling hook there's a, a huge sense of verticality in this game and and um being able to maneuver around like that um there is there uh there's no more no more there's no more of like the 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 kind of the different armor you can equip to to and to make your character better or or do different play styles um there's no there's no more online component so gone are the days that when you've had a, a tough boss you could um call in a friend and, and go fight it um and there's no th- there's also no real leveling system um mm. to where like you can go uh if you're if you're fighting against a tough enemy you can you can't really uh you can't go kill a bunch of weak guys until you level up and you have more hp and more strength and whatnot um there is a, a leveling system but instead the way this happens is you get special items from defeating bosses and, and with enough of those you can uh increase your uh your health um or your uh your health and your posture and your um uh attack power uh different items for that stuff um and one of the big differences this game has introduced this mechanic it's the, the core mechanic of the game is called posture so what you're trying to do is um for most, uh, for low level like the just normal guys that that you're fighting, it doesn't really matter because you can just attack them and they'll die. But for most bosses, um, what you have to do is you have to attack them. You have to hit them enough times um, or deflect enough attacks that this uh, posture bar uh, will it'll fill up. And once it's filled all the way, you can do this thing called the death blow, um, which for uh, for lower level enemies, it's an instant kill. Uh, for many, most of the bosses, you have to do one or two of them to to finish them off. And for like the big bosses, you have to do a a final death blow after you've knocked those off. Um, so the game it, it it's no it's not mo- no more just like going and whittling off health because even on some of these bosses. Um, you can get the health down, and they still won't be dead because you have to break that posture and get the death blow. So that is like the main mechanic of killing people, uh, and it's also very different in, from the previous FromSoft games in the way the combat works. So the 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 long time strategy of of games like Bloodborne and Dark Souls uh, is kind of you, you die, you fight people, and you die over and over. Um, until you get the patterns of the enemies and then you can kind of you know you you once you understand those and how to avoid those attacks you can kind of pick your spots to to go in there and and, and whittle some health away and then back off um and that that doesn't really exist in this game because yeah i was i was going to wonder cuz you 
you've always had in all the years I've known you this brain for figuring out games and like bosses and Mega Man type stuff and me- like memory the pattern memorization I was like when you were getting challenged by this game I was kind of confused by that cuz well, like you have a gift for that Well let's be here the game the game is very hard uh, anyone will be challenged by this game um it is probably the hardest game that i've ever played um but the so the way the combat is different like they're it's because like the way the way enemies are designed and the way the spaces are in that you are fighting them there is you can't really take the kind of um a sort of cautious approach because enemies are constantly getting in your face um and like they for the most part there is no space for you to kind of back off and wait they it's just continuous attacking um mm. and so you're basically expected to to do the same like that's how you win um the the and and you can't just you can't just kind of go in uh when there's an opening because they there the there isn't really place there isn't really room to maneuver away from enemies to kind of create these openings um and a lot of enemies if you get too far away uh their their health will revert back to normal um so you can't like you, okay. you can't like get some pot shots in and then run away uh because once you come back you'll have to start over again um and so it it really it requires you to be up in the face of your enemy kind of the whole time um because like if you're if you're retreating they will a hundred percent of the time, just start wailing into you and and um and kill you basically. Uh, that was uh th- that's been a big problem um because in a lot of spaces there aren't easy ways to get away and heal. So the the main way that you kind of survive these is you have a a parry um mechanic. That if you if you time it just right when when an enemy is hitting you if you hit the parry button it kind of it'll sort of it'll, it'll parry the attack and and you won't take the damage um and you won't it won't do as much if at all any damage to your posture uh, meter so you so both so you have a posture meter and enemies do when yours gets um when yours is filled up you kind of fall to the floor and and and, and um. You're open for attacks for for a second before you roll up, um, and so you kind of it it creates this weird this kind of weird mechanic this weird this weird balance where you are where where you're trying to figure out where openings are, but also you you are always on your back foot until you have basically memorized everything about um, the enemy, and even then the 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 parry mechanic is probably more lenient with its timing than it feels like but it it does really feel like you have to be extremely precise with it or else um that cuz there's constantly times where enemies are getting hits on me that I do not uh like I don't understand why um now you can now you can hold the the left bumper uh, and and hold the block button but um that there's no guarantee that that will like save you cuz i mean just blocking will will make your your posture meter go up and you're st- and you'll still eventually be open to attacks and there are some there are some attacks that are called like perilous attacks that can't be blocked and they require 
um, different mechanics. So there's like a thrust thing, and you have to, um, you you can parry that. You have to perfectly parry it or dodge it. There's one like a sweep attack that you have to jump up, uh, and it gives you an opportunity to like kick the opponent's head. Um, hmm. And then there's a a grab that you that you just have to dodge. But and if you're in the kind of vicinity, they'll they'll get you no matter what. Um. So just like waiting back and guarding attacks is not something. It's not it's not going to work because you will quickly be punished uh, for um, your action. So it's it's like the game demands that you constantly be in the face of your enemies um, and and figure figure out what they're doing like while you're fighting them rather than being able to kind of watch from afar and and figure things out that way um it's very it's very tough uh it is um extremely disheartening at times when <laughs> uh, you're in a battle and you think you have figured something out and then that thing that you figured that you think you figured out you completely fail at doing um because like it's one thing to understand what you have to do and then a whole other thing to do it um like there was a a battle that i was doing yesterday i was it was i think it's like the first major boss in the game and it really it tests all of these mechanics that you have to know by now it's like uh and and um like I had gotten to a point in the game where every, a lot of stuff was blocked off because uh, I I had to beat this boss um, or else I could not uh, I cannot go forward because there's a lot of there's a lot of they're bosses but they're like mini bosses um, that you can that you there there are ways of getting around them that you don't have to fight them um, but this boss was like you have to do this and it was it was so frustrating because. Um, like I, I got to the point where I knew what was coming, uh, and I still I just couldn't do it. Um, but but alongside that, there's this cool thing that you notice, and you mostly notice it in hindsight, where uh, uh, after a certain amount of deaths, and you you do gradually like slowly get better, and you can see um, you can see it, and and because of the way the game works, where you're so up close, and you you can tell how much you are whittling away at this at the other enemy's posture you can you really get this like this feeling where like yeah yeah i've got you now um and then of course uh it all blows up in in your face uh generally (laughs) but it's cool so um it does make it it kind of makes things more personal like like that because of the way you are engaged with the enemy and such a like an intimate nature uh and there's also um for the most part, the enemies that I have fought are, they have kind of personal connections to your character. So there is, there's also sort of that kind of emotional investment in, in a lot of these fights. Um, it's a, it's an intense game. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I've, and it's also a lot different from other FromSoft games and the, the fact that it is um, at least some semblance of a real world. Uh, and and just kind of like you're fighting against people for the most part instead of these giant kind of tentacle uh, horn monsters yeah. uh, that are right. that have a million teeth, um, and a lot of them are really are uh, 
like there there are a lot of large people, but a lot of the enemies are like comparable in in build and physique to your character, uh, and they just they just mop the floor with you, and so it's like it 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 kind of makes things like you take it more personally on that level because it's like this is just a dude, this isn't a giant monster. Why am I having such an <laughs> issue with this? Um, but it's pretty cool. Like they're as with any game like this, the the moments of elation when you get something uh, are they're it's they're great. Like they really they do drive the game. Um, because there there are moments when you'll be playing and a thing something just kind of clicks, and you do everything perfectly and you beat the boss and you're like that was amazing. Uh, like you got you got to experience my elation when I beat this this dude I've been struggling with today. Um, yeah, I remember uh, yesterday I was I was playing and I was listening to the um, Waypoint Radio podcast about about the game, like the first impressions of the people. Um, and one of the hosts, Austin Walker, he was talking about this one enemy um, and the way it attacks. It 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 basically like it it has this one attack. Well, it has two attacks, but it has this one attack that's like nine straight strikes in a row and you basically have to parry all of them if you want to if you want to beat the dude um and i was and i'd been having stru- i'd been struggling with it because um it's not just like uh nine attacks like ba 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 like that like it's ba 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 and then there's a gap and then he and then he hits more and, and so it's sort of you can't just keep mashing the the left bumper because at some point you're gonna you're gonna miss miss a cue and then i so I was listening to this podcast, and I was like, right after, um, right after he talked about it, uh, I went in there and absolutely did it perfectly, and and killed the thing without like taking with taking very little damage, and it was just so. It was just, it was so invigorating. Like I was so excited. Yeah. Um. And yeah. Um. Have you have you had to do the trick where you turn the audio like you turn the volume off? Surprisingly not. Like you did I mean with that, Neo? that was my uh that was my famous strategy, but I I have not had that issue yet because the the music is more like in this game it's less like imposing on you and more Kind of, it's more, it seemed it, very pleasant. Yeah, it's like, a lot more atmospheric. I, like, I liked it. Even the boss music is more it's kind of more like adrenaline punk being than it is just this kind of oppressive loud constant i i don't i don't know how to describe the music in in that other game um but it's not it is not like this uh the i think the music really it it does a good job um and there i mean there are sometimes where it's just like Ugh, this is too much uh but no i haven't I, I have not had to resort to that yet um i'm excited to keep playing um it's it's very it's very addicting in the way that the way that games um they games that are so hard like how you want to do good on it it, it it's got this, this weird addicting nature even though the game is constantly punishing you um like with the amount of times i die in this game you'd think it would not be fun um, and the deaths themselves are not fun because I, I think every single one I have ended up mad at myself for, for missing something. Um, 
Actually, there have been some that are that have been just dumb where I like fell off a cliff. Um, uh, one one time I died because I got glitched into the side of a mountain. Uh, oh. And like I, I just stood there. For, uh, my character was stuck there for like a minute, and then the death screen came up. I was like, finally, good grief, that took forever. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm 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 really enjoying it. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes uh story wise cuz the story is actually kind of it's it's interesting it's it's uh unlike like previous uh again unlike previous fromsoft games um there aren't like mountains of text in items and stuff telling you kind of about the the backstory and the situation that you're in and right. instead like one of the um uh, it, it's instead the the story is kind of actually happening in front of you, and there are there are there's like flavor text and stuff, but you don't. Um, but it's 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 really brief stuff, uh, and it's not necessarily integral to understanding what's going on. Um, so it's 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 a very good game, um, but also a very hard game. Um, but really, but also like really. The difficulty, I don't mind it because it's the the it's so like viscerally fun to do the stuff in the game, um, like the 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 feeling of parrying an attack is so satisfying that I almost like I don't mind all the the <laughs> the sword chops in the face that it takes for me to get right. it because then generally once I've got it, um, like I have it, um, and. I don't think about the difficulty. Like, there's no, there's very few ways to cheese fights. Like, you have to, you basically, you have to, um, you have to square up with, with the enemy and just beat them. Like, I don't think there have been. There is, there was one fight in the game that uh, that you you have an optional access to someone helping you, um, and that guy, I kind of, and it was again, it was it was something like the the help is not. Uh, a guarantee for winning because I I died a bunch of times but then when I did beat him it was it really was kind of lopsided and I felt a little bad um um, (laughs) but for the most part um you have to you have to win fights the way uh the game wants you to win fights um and there that's not to say there's only one path because there are different ways you can do you have this um you have this prosthetic arm that has these different different tools and each one can be each one provides like a different ben, a, a different use in battle and all of them are, for them all of them are can help you and can can kind of you can shape your style of play around that um but you got to you got to beat people um you, you're not yeah. going to like sit up on a ledge and 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 throw uh and shoot some someone with arrows until they're dead, and you don't I, have to get get near them. I might have missed it. Did you mention uh, Patrick Klepek's article? Um, yes, for Waypoint. Um, that that's I I didn't click on it, but I read that, and I was like, I wonder if this happened to Seth because he he I guess cheesed an enemy and then didn't learn. Yeah. So the game the <laughs> game is very. Uh, it it does it does a very good job of teaching you the techniques to to defeat enemies 
Um, and, and it usually does this by early in the game's so like ch- putting um, weaker enemies, but not they're not easy. They're still tough because like you're also weaker. Um, but enemies that uh, that better choreograph their attacks, um, and and so you you can learn them this way, uh, learn the things that work. But they're yeah, but. Uh, there is also the issue of like there are some easier ways to there there are ways to beat them without learning those things um but uh yeah you, yeah there there's this <laughs> one boss that in this article patrick Klepek wrote and i had a lot of ish, i had a lot of problems with him and at some and eventually i i could not beat him for the life of me uh and i just had to i had to give up and i eventually came back later when i had uh, powered up a lot more, um, and it wasn't as difficult. It was still difficult, um, but yeah. So there, the game the game will punish you if you don't do things the right way, uh, and that that's yeah that's yeah. what that article was about. Um, yeah, it's very good. It's, it's it sounds like a good game, uh, but I I don't know if it's something I would play. I it's. <laughs> It sounds almost like one of those things like um where you you say that you you like it but you don't know if you'd recommend it to other people kind of like your your love of JRPGs and stuff. Yeah, and and I get that. Um it is it's tough. It's the you know, the barrier for entry is kind of high, but also I don't know I think this game like there isn't uh, this is this is one of the things they talked about on the the Waypoints podcast. Uh, they were talking about like kind of accessibility for new players, um, and yeah, it is probably tougher than previous games. But also the the previous from FromSoft games kind of acted like old. It's like you had different stats to invest points in, uh, and you had different builds and different armor classes and and stuff like that. And in this game, none of that stuff is here. Uh, it's it's very, um, mm. it's very forthright about what the game is, and and it does its best job. It does the, the best job it can of teaching you those things that you need to succeed, and so it all comes down to you learning them and utilizing them. Um, uh, and so it's it is difficult, but I I think. I can understand why people wouldn't want to play it. Um, but I think it is, again, I, I, I get the, it's hard for me to say definitively that I would recommend it to people, but just because of the kind of game it is. Um, but I, I do think it is, it's probably easier to get into than its uh, pedigree gives it credit for. Okay. So, um, one of the reasons I did get distracted a minute ago is my phone started freaking out, and it's because apparently I was selected for the alpha for Elder oh, Scrolls nice. Blades, and it, it it was it freaked out and then started installing the game without asking me permission. Um, I guess because I pre-ordered it and signed up to be in the alpha. So I'll be able to talk about that uh, next week. It's sitting there. I'm really tempted to click it, but I want to talk about 
uh, the news with you. So it's, it's there. It was, it was just really funny. Cause I, I was wanting to engage with you and talk about the Klepek article and like my phone just, it started like flashing and freaking out, but fun. I I'm glad you're liking the game though. Um, I, it's just such a different, it's interesting cause it's such a different pace of the game that I played this weekend because that is like, there's some difficulty there, but it's such a different, you know, it's a different pace. Yeah. And one, uh, one interesting thing about the game. I just, uh, I just realized it and said, there is no map. Oh, well, no map in um, the game. Kirk Hamilton will love that. He, yeah. Infamously and and, hates and like, there's no map and there's not, there's no like compass or anything. Um, it's just, it just puts you in the world, uh, and you kind of have to figure out where things are. There aren't like, there, I mean, the game does a good job of 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 guiding, of like putting up signposts to, for you to get where you you are supposed to go to, advance a story, but you you have you basically have, um, from the beginning you you. you can go to very many different locations and go to places that you're supposed to be in later in the game um without kind of like it doesn't really restrict you in that way right um and it's very it's it's very easy to get lost uh uh which is kind of cool but also it, it's it can be very frustrating at times you just you have to in in the same way the, the same way that you have to memorize how enemies attacks you have to memorize where everything is and because there's no, unless you're like looking it up online, there's no way. Like I was, there was this one thing that I, I remembered going to, and then for like two hours today, I could not figure out where it was. And then I kind of just stumbled upon it. I was like, oh, of course, this is where it was. Um, so yeah, that's just another little thing that that popped up. All right, um, let's talk about some of the news from this week. Uh, we'll talk about. I I want to talk about the most exciting thing, but we'll we'll get rid of some of the underwhelming stuff and then build up. Um, Apple had a, a keynote this past, I think it was Tuesday or Monday, and they announced Apple Arcade, which is great because Seth loves mobile games, and yep, it they're so great. It's it's basically their version of a game service like. Game Pass, etc., and it's coming out fall of 2019, and no price. But they said there's going to be like hundreds of games on it. Um, so that's interesting that they are dipping their toes in that water. I still would love to see the numbers on that because I really don't know the type of people that play games like that on their phone because it one of it's definitely not me yeah. like. There's like one or two games I'll play, but not not much. So, and especially, I don't know the, there's a lot of indies coming out on phones. Like one of the ones they showed was that uh, Badlands one that was on the Nindy Direct. The, yeah. like, so, I mean, it, they're, I think they're trying to dip their toes more in that. I, I don't know if it's going to work, but. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I saw, uh, uh, Elder Scrolls Blades just start started uh, installing on my phone. Um, <laughs> it happened to you too. One of the things I so I didn't really watch this whole thing uh, or any of it actually, but I did see on Twitter that 
apparently Sonic Generations is going to be one of the games on this series. Yeah. Because uh, there was a little, uh, little uh, what's the word, like a little screenshot of that, which is cool. Yeah. And the Sonic Racing, they say, is going to be on it. Team Sonic yep, Racing. But it is weird, like... Honestly, I, I get that. I get that more full-fledged games are coming to uh, iPhone, um, but it is. I, I they're they're just they're. I I don't know. It certainly it does not strike me as a thing uh, that having like an, a a library of of mobile games at my at my fingertips would be the super enticing thing for me. Right, and it it honestly was kind of surprising to me that, especially with how Super Mario Run was announced, there was no word on, like, Mario Kart. Like, if if arcade is going to be a big thing, you think that Mario... Mario Kart's going to be one of the biggest things that hits mobile phones. Um, (laughs) I really, especially if it's vaguely good, like, Super Mario Run took you know it, it, it took off but i think mario kart could be a big jump into the space and so yeah. it's interesting um i remember reading a while back that they basically had to reset development on that because uh it was not good oh god okay <laughs> we'll see what happens with that then it might yeah huh so that was it for apple really um I mean, they, they did say, I will put out that you'd be able to play these games on your Apple TV also. I don't know. I guess mm. you can use your phone as the controller. Like, that. Yeah, it's, that's... it's just kind of weird. Um, yeah. They didn't say they're coming out with the controller or anything like Google did, but I guess you use your phone as the controller or maybe a Bluetooth thing. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. The I mean, I'm sure there are people who will get it, but it's weird. The other big or the other keynote that happened this week is the PlayStation State of Play, which is mm. Sony's verse stab at a Nintendo Direct esque sort of thing. And it, it felt like one because it was genuinely like trailer after trailer. And it actually started out with kind of an interesting announcement. Um, we're not going to go into every announcement because A, I didn't list them out because they weren't that interesting. But B, there's only a couple things of note. Uh, the first one was Iron Man VR, which looks really cool, but it also just looks like if you Google canceled Avengers game, it looks like footage from the canceled Avengers game, which was a first person mm-hmm. Avengers game. And. Like, that game actually looked really cool. This also looks neat, but it's just your Iron Man flying uh, and you can blast things with your hands, which is really all you need to do in an Iron Man VR game. So they announced a bunch of other VR games and, like, VR capabilities. Tons of focus on VR. This other game that they said that everyone was looking forward to called Blood and Something that I had never heard of before, so... And they did a little feature on Days Gone, which is definitely coming out in a month now, I guess. I'll believe it when I see it on the shelves. But <laughs> that's that's going to forever be my bit. I don't even know if I'm going to get this game. 
I probably won't because I am really tired of zombie shooters. Um, except for that yeah. one, we did not talk about it back when it got rumored, but that uh, Back for Blood game, I'll I'll probably play that because it's a Left for Dead from the studio that did that. And then uh, the they're, finally, they're doing zombies again. Yeah, I bet they are. And the big announcement that they well, it's not big; it's more big for people like me and Seth. Um, but they announced that Crash Team Racing HD, the the remaster that's coming, will have the content from Crash Nitro Kart in it, which nice. is kind of neat. It'll be two games in one, essentially. Yeah, I mean, I, I wondered about that. Like, I was glad that they announced it, but also the amount of content and and that place that PS One game is not would not really. <laughs> stack up well with uh, right games coming out today. So that's cool that they did that. Yeah. So Crash Nitro Kart content will be on Crash Team Racing. God, there's it's a it's another word after it, but I can't remember. Um so that's neat. They I think they ended it with Days Gone. Um no, they ended it with Mortal Kombat showing off that and this was really neat as someone who's a big fan of the Mortal Kombat story. Um, I literally buy the fighting games, play the story, and then trade them in because I like Mortal Kombat a lot. Um, they showed off that you're going to be interacting with the old version of the characters, um, which is really weird to look at them in a HD setting because <laughs> it's like, oh, I can see where they're getting that because, um, you know, you played as them on, like, the Super Nintendo and the Sega. Mm-hmm. Um so it's it's really cool to see that. And they announced the other day that the first DLC character is going to be Shang Tsung, but based off of the guy that played him in the first movie, yeah. which I love because that That's movie is great. so bad good. And <laughs> um, yeah. So that was it for State of Play. It was not too long. It was maybe like 15 minutes. And... Maybe they'll get better. I I hope they do. I I would love to see the big studios do Nintendo Direct style stuff and show more transparency and announce more games. So we'll see how that's going to go. The other small... I have two... Well, one more small piece of news uh, is that SteamWorld Quest is coming out next month. It got... A release date like the other day and it's coming out april 25th and i'm really excited for it even though i haven't played the other games in the steam world series but uh, i mean they're all they all offer different kind of uh different experiences yeah when when the interview with the developer he said that they drew like some inspiration from Mega Man battle network with the card play in it i yeah. Um, was pretty much sold the moment he said that. So, I mean, I was bound to buy this game. <laughs> yeah. There. There's one. There's one little uh, little thing that came out today. Uh, Yacht Club Games, the developers of Shovel Knight, announced their next project called Cyber Shadow, which is it, it looks like a. I can't tell if it's eight bit or sixteen bit. Uh, Ninja Gaiden s game. It looks really cool. It seems to be a lot of those coming out. Like the Katana Zero and yeah. Messenger and, um, of, I mean, there's other ones, but 
I mean, it, if it's good, I'll play it. So, yep. we do you want to? Although do, the messenger was supposedly good, and you didn't really like well, it. Well, so. yeah, I actually didn't like it at the part where everyone started liking it, which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, let's talk about the tale of two switches, Seth. The yeah, uh, it's. I think we had to have talked about this a while ago. It seems ago like because, we talk about this every um, three months. I swear. We, But, yeah, there was a... Uh, I, I know we've done it on the podcast multiple times before. Uh, so, and it, so it was weird that this came up again. Uh, but I guess they have had new information. I didn't re- actually read any of the reports uh, to see if it was new stuff. Um, I, but I it did. was another... Um, and I guess I also don't remember what the old one's up to see if, it, if there's any difference. But there was another report uh, by the New York Times stating that Nintendo is working on two follow-ups to the Nintendo Switch. A kind of a quote-unquote pro and quote-unquote uh, light version of the console. Um, the latter being based more around, um, uh, more toward a, a younger audience and more uh, toward mobile, uh, or rather, on-the-go gaming, and the the former supposedly being a kind of souped-up version of the current uh, Switch. Uh, and I guess the 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 reasoning is they as they want to do the same thing that they did with the 3DS and have kind of two different tiers of models for two different um, audiences. Right. So. Eurogamer came out with a clarification. Um, they had some sources tell them essentially that the light is going to be a rugged kid-proof type of switch, uh, which yeah. would go along with the 2DS offering. Like that sandwich wedge was pretty... <laughs> that, that thing yeah, it was t- indestructible, basically. Yeah. And I would imagine that would mean no, no remo- no detachable Joy Cons, probably. Yeah, they said that uh, you we would lose like vibration, probably, and mm-hmm. probably no detachable Joy Cons. Yeah, the it's gonna be cheaper, uh, probably smaller, uh, and uh, not you don't have to worry about it as much carrying it on the go. Yeah, and the other one I imagine is it. They realistically cannot make this thing much more powerful without completely killing the battery. I'm I'm imagining this new one for like the it was in quotes for enthusiasts. Um, that was that was what Eurogamer had. It's for enthusiasts, and I'm assuming it's just going to have a bigger a bigger more clear screen and a better battery, and I mean less of a bigger screen but more like one that doesn't have half an inch of bezel around the screen yeah so uh probably a probably a similar profile and you know they have to because one thing i was reading that is like with the labo stuff they have to they have to provide compatibility with that stuff. i mean yeah and uh, all the joy con i have eight joy cons seth I, yeah <laughs> so, yeah so i, I expect it, it it'll have a better screen uh probably better battery uh we'll see what they do with the the insides if they if they make it more powerful um which i expect they would but to what extent who knows yeah i i would honestly uh i'd be fine if they made it a little faster but added like themes and the ability to put my games into folders 
That'd be mm-hmm. super great. I care at this point. I don't care for a new iteration of hardware. I care for a new iteration of the software inside the thing. Yeah, because uh, I I certainly hope that's coming at some because point. Because I've bought so many indie games and I've bought so many digital games, let alone indie. And I've got all these icons mixed together, and I, I want to be able to sort them out. And even then, I forget some of my games exist because it only shows you like the seven or eight most recent ones you've played. And so every once in a while, I'll scroll all the way to the side and be like, oh God, I have every Jackbox Party Pack. I have all these <laughs> indie games that I forget. I just completely forget that I have them because yeah. I don't see them. And I do think I do think that whatever announcement we're getting at E3 if even if it is new consoles there has to be something in the works for a new sort of home screen experience. I hope. What do you mean? Like in what way? Like uh like even if it's just the ability to add like the 3DS had where you could add rows like that type of thing. Yeah, I I I agree. I think because the UI is is a hundred percent. It seems to be a hundred percent designed on the uh, undocked uh, mode. I would. It'd be nice to see something different when it is when it is docked. Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. I'm I'm excited if it. If they do release one with less of a bezel on the screen and, you know, a better battery, it would have to be, I'm saying it would have to be a significantly better battery, probably for me to upgrade or the screen be like, because I love my Switch a lot (laughs) and I, I know that it's Nintendo's whole thing is they do iterations of their consoles, but you know, I, I feel like, I don't know. I, part of me feels like it's too soon, but the other part of me is excited to see what they've got. So, yeah. I'm torn. I, I'm, one of the lines in the thing, in the report that interested me was, uh, there was a quote, people who have used the devices say they aren't just similar looking new versions with a higher or lower performance. Uh, and it's interesting, this this kind of idea that they that they somehow look different because like, I can't imagine how much the profile of the console could change just because of like the way the joy cons work with it and the way the dock is shaped. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see how that, that stuff has changed. Yeah. And we'll, we'll see soon. I mean, I, yeah. In months. So, because I imagine they got to get that rugged kid-proof one out before Pokemon. That's 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 the yeah, one definitely. thing that really leads me to believe this is that there's a new gen of Pokemon coming, and yeah. they got to get kids playing that Pokemon. So, yep, I agree. Did you uh, did you have any other news? Um, no, I I mean not. I thought we were just going to run down the the big stuff. Um, I was just, so I was leading you to open up about your, your beloved franchise persona five, the Royal. I figured you would want to talk about that for a second. 
Well, I do want to talk about it. Uh, so, at, at long last, the we finally got more sort of information, I guess, about Persona 5R. We they first Atlas first teased it in December, um, and we finally got the the proper announcement um, of Persona 5: The Royal. Um, don't really know a lot about it. It it was it came along with a cutscene of this new character in in uh I, f- I i forget what the town is uh but it's it's shibuya she's stay yeah she's standing in in shibuya uh during this one key part of the story um and there's some interesting dialogue going on in the background between uh i don't know if it's bet- it it seems to be between her and another character um so it's hard to hard to hard to determine what the thing is about uh, and they said that there's going to be more information um, in April. Uh, so it's not a lot to go on. Uh, I've seen a lot of uh, theorizing about what it could mean. Um, pe- some people think it might be uh, a female protagonist. Uh, there have been previous Persona games that have done this. They they do remakes and so you can play it from a female perspective. I don't think it's going to be that. Um uh, because her dialogue um, kind of talks about how she disagrees with what the main characters are doing, which doesn't really line up with what with what Joker was all about in the first game, uh, or rather in the original. Um, I could seeing it be like um, an enhanced version with with kind of new post game content that that has to do with her. I think I think. Um, Persona 3 did that. My my personal theory is that this is like a straight up like side sequel um cuz Persona 2 uh did that where Persona 2 came first came out and then um I forget what the second one there was a a, a sequel but not really a sequel where you, where you played from the perspective of a different character uh, uh and I think it went a little uh, beyond the the main story, so I don't know. There's, it could be anything at this point, um, because they really did not give us information, and it's. I, I really dislike the way uh, Atlas kind of announces announcements rather than actually giving us game information. <laughs> uh, so hopefully, at some point, we will get some concrete info. the The one concrete detail that they did give us was that it's coming to PS4. Um, no mention of any other consoles, uh, which is kind of a bummer, but also kind of not surprising. Uh, and I also don't think it necessarily out it rules out any other uh, Nintendo-based uh, consoles. Um, so yeah, that was Persona 5 The Royal. I was, I watched it. I was at, at once excited and also kind of confused and a little bummed out that that was all it was. Um, now there is some interesting information that I have seen that some people Ooh, okay. discovered in data mining um, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate that there are there are parameters for a a a skin of Joker's character that involves a ponytail. 
which oh. the this female character uh, had. Um, so there's maybe a connection there about uh, it being on the Switch potentially. Um, I mean, I think it's I think what a, in some form Persona Five is going to come to Switch. Uh, who knows when? I would have I would imagine it would be the announcement would happen sometime when when Joker comes out, which we're um, on the cusp of that happening. Yeah. Yeah, next month. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Uh, it also it, it, it does kind of confuses what her what her role will be in the game. But I'm very excited. Uh, again, I'm annoyed that I have to wait until next month to get information about the game. Hopefully, next month they do not just uh, tease another teaser. Yeah, that's uh, <sighs> yeah. Um, let's... It's definitely exciting, though. I I I, I hope this is because Persona Five was initially a PS3 game, so um, I think it'd be cool if they're doing like uh, a Dragon Quest Eleven S style thing where they're kind of rebuilding it from the ground up for the current console and seeing the stuff they could fix and, and add. Maybe I don't know. I don't know what they'll do. I'm sure it'll be good, and I'll buy it. So. With that, let's talk about another game franchise that's been teasing us over the past two weeks with teases on teases. And now we we finally have something a little concrete. They gave us a gift, Seth, so that we would be able to have a little more concrete of a conversation before they make the big announcement tomorrow. And that is the Borderlands, at least ideally, the Borderlands 3 teaser. Certainly, today. it is a it is a Borderlands teaser for something. Yeah, something. They call it Mask of Mayhem. It's this. There, there's a they, there's a teaser image which was kind of the the face of one of the. One of those things called the psychos. The, the psychos with uh, all these different figures on it, but they also released a video that kind of sweeps over all these sort of marble statue looking things. Uh, and then eventually pulls out and shows that it all comes together to create this psycho mask. Um, and there's for for the minute long thing they gave. There's a lot going on. In oh, this. there's a ton. Uh, we see new characters left and right. Uh, um, we see who uh, would appear to be the antagonist in the next game. They show off some of uh, what look what. Are likely the Vault Hunters, uh, and there's one cool-looking robot dude uh, that I'll be excited about. And there's other returning characters, uh, like a grown-up Tiny Tina. Yeah, yeah, yeah weird uh, grown-up Tiny Tina. You got Brick in there, um, Hammerlocks in there. Uh, one character that people are speculating is uh, a re- character returning from Tales of the Borderlands, which would make me very excited. Um. Uh, claptraps all over the place. Uh, there's a a lot of prominence given to uh, Lilith, the character from Borderlands One. Um. Uh, there's speculation. I am speculating, not not just their speculation, but my read on it is that there's some kind of cult dedicated to these sirens going on. Um, I don't know. I'm excited for it. Uh, it's, uh, it's tomorrow. I cannot wait. Uh, I'm st- 
Man, I'm so I'm so hyped for this for this this game. Yeah, tomorrow at two o'clock Eastern time, uh, you can watch the announcement. I'm sure Seth will be on Twitter or something. Oh, you know it. Um, and so follow that either through our our Twitter at Suplex of Sticks or his own um, at Seth Roundtree. At Seth Roundtree. I'm very. I'm so I'm so stoked, and I hope this game comes out this year. Yeah, I I. So my theory is that it it would have to since we're we're at this weird cusp of a generation rollover. I would yeah. assume it's coming out this year, but that might be yeah, too bold. That makes sense. It might be too bold. So uh, Gearbox has know. also been teasing that there's going to be multiple games announced at this, and I know we've talked about a Borderlands one. Uh, game of the year or hd version um yep i i also think that we'll probably get one and two for the switch maybe yeah, that'd be cool or at least tales for the switch um something i'd imagine yeah, if you'd hope so if borderlands 2 can run on the vita then it oh yeah definitely it can be on the switch yeah that'd be that'd, that would be dope so um i wonder if they'll show off that board game yeah, they they did show off that there was this weird image that teased a a deck of cards. Um, oh yeah, so tabletop game. Yeah, was, not necessarily. Well, uh, a you board know, game. Whatever. I call them board games still, even though yeah. they're not. But the table is your board. Yeah, and you know it's it's fun. I I love all the speculation. Um, it's really been nice to hear Gearbox in positive light in the news. Uh, because I do like Borderlands a lot. They're, it's about the only franchise they get right. But, I mean, they <laughs> they really do get it right. Uh, um, yeah. There's there's no other game that really nails loot, in my opinion, other than Diablo, like Borderlands. Diablo and mm-hmm. Borderlands both really get it right. And it's awesome. Because... Uh, I don't know. We could, I could do a whole Borderlands cast about what, like, how they get loot right. But when you've got like manufacturers and, like, even then manufacturers on top of different the different types of guns and how they fire, it's the personality and everything is amazing. So I'm not going to. It's funny, like, how you, what? What? Go ahead. It's funny how you. Um, or how, how that kind of contrasts with like Destiny, which is a great loot shooter uh, at this point, but it also has these kind of nebulous corporations creating these guns that that do sort of have their own individual similar ways they shoot. Uh, yeah, but but you don't really. It's not something you would notice unless you're looking for it. Whereas uh, Borderlands does. They make you. They make they make the guns feel uh, like they are part of this unit it's and we can we can end on this uh borderlands has some of the funnest guns um in any sort of game i still remember um the moment me and you were playing together and neither of us had found this gun before and it was so weird that we had it but um i can't remember if it was me or you but we had equipped a gun and started shooting and it started and it yells and it started screaming it was the the sound of the gunfire was a woman screaming, and Seth, Seth was like, "What what what is that?" And I'm like, "I don't know." I shoot my gun, and the screaming happened, 
And it like took us like five minutes to figure out that it was my gun making that noise. And so there's just tons of neat, weird stuff um, that Borderlands has in it. And it's, it's a really exciting time for gaming. I, I knew that this year was going to hold exciting games like Gears 5 for me and stuff, but... I had part of like compartmentalized that part of my brain that was hoping for Borderlands three, and so now that yeah. it's actually yes. like on the cusp of it's happening, it's it's really exciting. Yeah. And and honestly, I me. I think I put in the suplex chat one of the largest midnights I worked when I was at GameStop. So Borderlands two at least. Um, oh yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be big, and I hope I hope it's great. Oh yeah, me too. Um, and with that, we won't keep you too long. We appreciate you listening. Uh, if you want to check out um, our GoFundMe and all that stuff, it's on our social media at Suplex the Sticks on all sites. Um, I'm going to start sending those stickers out. Life has been crazy um, to the people that did donate, and we appreciate it. And we will see you next week. Bye. Goodbye.